Hello and welcome to this edition of EMS Now Up Close. I'm Eric Muskell with EMS Now. Uh, and it's my pleasure today to speak again with Chintan Sataria, the CEO of CalcuQuote. Everyone knows CalcuQuote, and they had some exciting news here this week that I wanted to get a chance to catch up with Chintan on. Uh, but before I do that, I know that you just returned from the SMT Connect show in Nuremberg. So I just wanted to ask you real quick, you know, shows are happening again. What I'm hearing is attendance wasn't what it has been in years past, but it's still good to get together and there's some good uh, exchanges going on. So welcome and tell me, how was the show that you just attended? Yeah, no, Nuremberg was great. Uh, we had our entire European sales team there. Uh, so it was definitely nice to one, get together as a team for the first time in a while, and then two, get together with customers. Uh, so we get to meet both current and prospective customers. I was just there for the first day, but I remember at the end of the first day, we had this dinner and we're sitting there having, you know, we're in Germany, we're having beers. And uh, it was nice to kind of just look around this room full of people with some music playing and just reflect on, wow, we can do this again. So overall, really good. It felt really good. We had a lot of engaging conversations with a lot of people. Okay, excellent, good. Let's get to the news, Chintan. You announced this week, uh, launches Community for Exchanging Inventory, the headline says, and it's called Stock CQ. Um, this was done in collaboration with the IPC. I have a lot of questions, but why don't I just start generally and tell, uh, tell me, what is this that you've just launched? Yeah, so it basically originated from a few of our customers coming to us saying, hey, I've got parts that I don't need that's just tying up working capital for me, but I'm really short on these parts. And CalcuQuote has been able to help us locate the parts through authorized distribution channels forever, but sometimes they're not available, and especially these days. Uh, so we did some research, and we found out that there has been a 20% drop in availability of parts uh, for our customer base. And so we said, let's do something about it. Uh, and what we did is we took what was already informally happening in the marketplace where EMS companies were talking to other companies or they were going through, you know, just uh, ad hoc channels, calling their friends to see if they had parts. And we said, let's put a product around it. And so we put together a way for them to be able to upload their excess materials, parts that they don't need, and then search a common database to be able to say, here's a part I need, who else out there has it in the world? And uh, so we launched that about a month ago. We've had really good traction just in the past week. Uh, we had of the 500 searches that went through with a small beta group, uh, we had 30% matches. So uh, you think about, you know, these are parts that they otherwise were not able to locate and they're finding them. So uh, part, uh, Stock CQ basically is, think of it as a virtual stock room for all EMS companies to be able to access parts. Mm -hmm. And so, as such, it's EMS and OEM. So the participants are, are, it's restricted to EMS and OEM companies only, correct? That's right. And part of that was uh, basically we wanted to create a trusted community atmosphere, yeah. right? So we didn't want it to be purely transactional. We wanted to feel like these are people helping people who are in the same boat, right? Uh, and, you know, everybody's been kind of riding the same storm, but these are companies that are feeling the pain together. And so what we created it around was uh, an industry-centric kind of a decentralized model where we're doing this for your own benefit and you're going to follow community guidelines, you're going to be fair about how you transact with each other. Uh, and hopefully what that translates to is more trust in how they operate as well. So a very simple example is uh, one of the biggest concerns EMS companies have is counterfeiting parts. And it's nice to have an exclusive community of people who are otherwise intending to use the parts. 
right? Rather than just transacting on them. Mm -hmm. So how does that work then? Uh, the, the EMS or the OE? Well, in order to participate, I noticed in the press release said initially it was by invitation only. Is that still the way it is? It, it is. Uh, and the reason we frame it that way is because uh, what we want to do is uh, basically have people request an invitation uh, or we will extend an invitation uh, and that's how they would participate. Uh, but the real qualifying criteria is you're an OEM or an EMS company and you have inventory you want to sell. Basically, this is a seller's market and we have lots of people who are interested in buying parts today, uh, mm -hmm. but you know, we don't want to enable hoarding of parts as well. And so what we're saying is, if you're willing to sell some of your inventory that you don't need, then on the flip side, you can buy inventory that you do need. So it's a, it's truly a trading platform rather than a, um, you know, just come in and buy up all the inventory that you can. Yeah. And I'm assuming that that's pretty seamless, the uploading, you know, there's probably some formatting issues or, or specifications on how you have to do that. What about the, how does that get updated then? Is that, uh, what's the requirement on the EMS or OEM that's posting parts? Yeah, uh, so I'll start by saying, uh, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. And so today, literally all they have to do is upload an attachment. There's a little form, they upload it. And our team actually takes care of reformatting it and pushing it into the system. So from a user's perspective, there is no, Kind of manual work to do now there is some minimum requirements right so you do have to have a manu manufacturer part number and a quantity on hand uh, that kind of stuff so you have to have that uh, but otherwise we'll take care of the details one of the things enabling that is that we've come up with a very unique new I'll, I'll call it innovative way of storing data about components so when we started on this one of the things we very quickly learned is everybody does have a different way of tracking parts in their ERP system, right? And we didn't we didn't imagine how messy it could be. And so the backend engine behind StockCQ is actually uh, it's AI enabled. It's uh, it's using graph database technology, like it's using the most cutting edge technology available to enable that search, which increases the likelihood that you're going to find the part you want because what company A calls a part might not be what company B calls a part, but we can handle that. Um, and then it is it that's not really real time though, is it? So if somebody no. some off or if it you know got you know an order comes in at that particular EMS and they end up using some of that inventory on a product, um, after they posted it, does that get updated or or it's, it's wait until somebody inquires about it? Yeah, it, it's it's not real time. And what we've kind of seen so far, and this is through you know a few weeks of experimenting, but basically this is already the slow moving excess inventory that wasn't otherwise going to be disappearing and turning over quickly. And so the need to have real time isn't as pressing in this moment, right? Um, and you know, frankly, if I was an EMS company looking for a part and if I saw that it was listed, it turns out it's not available, I'm no worse off except for the two minutes that I spent looking for it. Um, so from that perspective, we've kind of said, update it at the frequency that you think it makes sense uh, to upload it. Uh, and from our perspective, that works out naturally really well because some companies are very aggressive about how they keep excess stock. And so they want to update it every week. And other companies say, this is stuff that's been sitting around for a year. We have no need for it. And if we do, it'll be a miracle and we'll use it. And okay, there will be one exception of us having used a part that was on the list. Is there any... Um... You know, there's all kinds of different parts in the industry, as you know. So is it uh, is there any is it categorized? Are there certain parts 
are you doing mechanical parts as well? Is it just the electronic parts? What's the yeah? We're we're not. Uh, I'll say we're not blocking what kind of parts can be listed. Um, so there's no limitation from that perspective. Um, generally, it's what you would think of as being needed by an EMS company, right? So we have a bunch of passives, which are less in demand, right? Uh, but then we have a bunch of active parts. So I go back to of the parts that people are actually looking for that are short in the market right now, um, we're finding 30% of cases there's a match, which means that those are TI parts and Samtech parts and SD micro and those types of parts. So there is a lot of those types of parts as well, which is funny because you think global shortage, but what ends up happening is company A doesn't have an order for this part. It's remnant parts from a previous order. Company B now needs that part, right? So there is uh, there is quite a bit of that, uh, you know, of active parts listed in there as well. And I'm assuming that, of course, this is global because you, of course, and and the CalQ quote has customers globally. So this is anywhere yeah. in EMS OEM as long as you meet that criteria, have excess parts, and you that's can right. Yeah, funny story about that. We actually, for the first launch of the product, we wanted to simplify the scope a little bit. And we said, well, let's just start with US. It limits currency and international trade and all that stuff. And because we're a global organization, it was actually our own team that spoke up and said, hang on, no, 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 we're a global company. We have to address our you know, our global industry. And so uh, we, we ended up expanding it within a week of uh, starting the beta program to say, let's include uh, the Europeans as well um, is where our second concentration of customers is. So it's about split 60, 40, 60 North America, 40 Europe right now. 40 Europe. So explain the role. So how, a, a typical transaction and also the role that CalCute will then within the transaction. You're creating the platform, um, but I'm an EMS. I post my parts and OEM sees it. They ping me directly. They go through you. How does this work? Yeah, so it's definitely uh, the way we launched it, um, we, we started by having roundtable discussions. So we invited a bunch of executives from the industry and said, let's talk about it. Uh, so we did four of those and we had altogether about 100 different companies join. Uh, and we just talked openly about those types of questions. How do you guys want to communicate with each other? And there were some concerns expressed. So one was, as a seller of inventory, I don't want to be harassed for parts, right? Like, I don't want to get 100 phone calls about a part that I have. And turns out nobody's actually seriously buying it. So that was one concern. Uh, the second concern was from the buyer side that said, I don't want to be price gouged, right? I don't want to find a part and then because I'm asking the price goes up 50% and then I ask again the next day and it's up another 50% and so on. Um, so there was those types of concerns. And then there was of course the concern of what's Calpo's incentive in all of this? How do we make sure that we don't become the bad guys? Uh, and so what we did is we came up with uh, the, the first version of it right now as it exists is all we do is we connect the seller and the buyer via email. So you go into the platform, you say, I want this part, it says, somebody out there has this part, do you want it? You click on a button that says, yes, I want it. And it says, okay, what price do you wanna pay for it? And if the price you wanna pay for it is higher than the price that the seller wanted to sell it at, then it connects you guys by email and says, here's the buyer's price, here's the seller's price, here's the price in between, this is the recommended price. Now it's fair for everybody, the seller got to establish a price and the buyer got to establish a price, you meet in the middle, splits the difference. 
which is uh, working out pretty well so far. CalcuQuote today doesn't take a cut of the transaction or anything like that. We're just facilitating, which has turned out good for our business because of course we're continuing to grow our core products, which is Quote CQ, Shop CQ, Port CQ. So that's turned into a lot of goodwill being passed into our normal sales process as well. Uh, eventually we will probably monetize it primarily to cover our costs. Our primary business is not in transacting parts. It's in working with authorized distribution channels and adding efficiency tools to EMS companies and OEMs. So uh, from that perspective, um, we want to cover our costs and that's about it. And so from that, you know, we want to make it fair for everybody and hopefully solve one of the biggest problems the industry has right now. Okay. And I saw in the press release that I, I think it was a press release or maybe it was on your website. I've reviewed both was it referred to the role of CQ as the referee in the transaction. Is that kind of how you envision that? Yes. Basically we want to make sure that, you know, there's fairness all around. Um, so we've, We've kind of, even with the early uh, early participants, we've kind of been following up actively, you know, using the power of relationships to just talk to them and say, hey, how's it going? What are you seeing? That kind of thing. So as a very simple example, we had customers in the first week copying and pasting part after part into the search box, right? And you go a hundred parts and we were like, hey, do you want the ability to do multiple part searches? Yes, that'd be great. Okay, great. Two days later, that functionality is available, right? Then it was, oh, we need to know what country it's coming from. Okay, two days later, that's available. So we've been iterating very quickly around this concept and learning from our customer base, which is what we do in our core business as well as we learn from our customers. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been one of those iterative approaches where we just wanna make sure that we create a fair atmosphere for our customers. And so we monitor for abuse. So if we find out cases where somebody is not playing fair, then we've basically had kind of a, you know, let's have a private conversation with them and say, hey, this is meant to be for everyone's benefit. Let's just make sure. We've seen very, very few cases of that, but there's been a couple, right, where we said, hey, this isn't the principle of why we're all doing this. Um, and we've addressed it and they were like, yep, you're totally right. And, you know, you don't argue with the ref kind of thing uh, because they're trying to make sure it's a fair game. Right. No, and that's, that makes complete sense. And, uh, nor will you get involved in if there's any issues relative to payment or any of that. That's just between the parties, I'm assuming. That's right. We, we do have plans of putting in some kind of standard terms and conditions, like an end user license agreement that basically says by participating through this, you're, you, know, you can reference it on your PO to say we're following the terms here so that we don't have to negotiate the terms every time. But it would be basic things like if the part turns out to not match what you ordered, if the label is, you know, if it's damaged, if there's, you know, all those types of things, then you have a right to return. And, you know, there's just specific things like that, that we want to make sure that everybody has a standard around. Of course, they're free to do whatever they want as they get into direct conversations with each other. But at least now there is a, this is the standard that CalcuQuotes established for us to operate and do business together. And, you know, in your comments, you're already, you're indicating this is the, the, the first version of this and, and you're adjusting it as you're getting the feedback throughout. So I'm assuming that's built into the system already. So as users are doing it, if they're noticing something or saying, hey, can we do this? Uh, is that built in the feedback loop already? Absolutely. Yeah. Like with all of our products, we've built in chat, we've built in educational material, we've built in uh, traceability, things like that. Uh, and security, of course, is a big part of everything that we do as well. So yeah, all of those things were kind of the foundation for us to start working on it. Uh, but yeah, it's going really well. We've continued to get feedback from users. And so uh, literally, you know, two or three times a week, we're pushing new updates, new features, new functionality. 
fixing things that we realized are loopholes and adding functionality that makes it easier for our users to find parts. Okay. So tell me for people watching this who are in EMS and OEM and they want to participate, how do they do so? Yeah, uh, so real simple. Uh, if you have an excess material file that you can compile and send over to stockcq at calcuquote.com, that's your first step. Uh, from there, we help you get a user account created and you get started. It doesn't cost you anything. It doesn't, uh, you know, there, you don't have to be a CalcuQuote subscribing customer, although of course we'd love for you to be. Um, you, get, you get access to this component marketplace just by the nature of being an OEM slash EMS and being somebody who is willing to list parts in the community. Okay. And I'm assuming in that process, if somebody is, I don't know, uh, a non-EMS or OEM player that's reaching out, obviously they would just be declined at that point and it stops. That's right. And today we're, we're taking the uh, responsibility of filtering that, but going back to the principle of this being a community, we want the community to take over those types of decisions as well. So we're actually gonna hand the power back to the community to decide who else gets to join. Uh, so that's a feature that's on our roadmap as well. Basically, you can vote for admitting new users in or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I think this is an exciting, you know, I heard about this before. You teased this to me if um, when we ran into each other at a show recently. Mm -hmm. uh, been looking forward to the announcement. I'm glad to see it there. I'll be very curious to see how the, the pickup on this as it goes forward. And, and I like how you're doing it. Like you're saying, you're not doing it as a moneymaker for yourselves right now, you'd like to cover your costs. You're sticking to your, to your core business, but there was a need, you had an ability, you have data uh, from your system that seems to, to, to underlie it all. So uh, it, it's a great addition and service for the industry. I think. Yeah, I think from our perspective, what we saw was you know, a number of our customers, we have 250 customers all across the globe and they're all suffering from not finding parts. And we said, well, you know, if, if we could do it our way, what would, you know, what tools and resources do we have at our disposal to connect them? And one of the things we've always had really strong in CalCupla is relationships with our customers. And we said, well, why don't we leverage those relationships to become matchmakers, right? Let's connect company A to company B. And um, the feedback we got from those roundtables that we did uh, over the past month have been just, you know, just tremendously positive uh, reaction to that. So I'm really hopeful that this is going to hopefully, um, you know, make the industry more resilient um, when there's shortages and things like that. It'll create less waste in the industry. Um, you know, components just sitting on shelves, co collecting dust and getting thrown away, those kinds of things hopefully become less of a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to ask the question I wasn't planning on, but we talked before this. And your indication was that from the distribution side, it's it's really not a threatening platform for them. It's still they're OK, yeah. it seems. Yeah, if, if you're an authorized distributor of a component, the reality is every EMS company buyer will tell you they always prefer to buy directly from an authorized distribution channel, right? Um, that's because they're buying on behalf of their customer, there's liabilities to consider and things like that. And so the feedback we got from those hundred companies that participated in the roundtables is that we'll always prefer to buy from authorized distribution channels if it's available there. This is the aftermarket option basically to say, I can't find the part where else am I going to go? So they're going to treat stock CQ the way they would treat any aftermarket parts. So they're still going to have to do the due diligence of you know, making sure that they do incoming inspection to make sure it's authentic, making sure that it's not been damaged in the process, making sure that they're you know, covering their bases in terms of the part actually arriving when it's supposed to. So all those types of things are still factors that you know, 
it doesn't make it a viable alternative if the part is easily available at one of the major distributors. Gotcha, perfect. Good, no, thank you for adding that. Um, I know we discussed that at the beginning, but I think that is an important element, so. Yeah, absolutely. Chintan, I'm excited for this. I think this is this is a great addition to the industry. I'll be curious to, to, to check in on it uh, as, the, as the year continues. For EMS companies out there and OEMs who are watching this, uh, you have excess inventory, um, please reach out. There's, it's really kind of no harm, no foul in using a platform like this, right? So That's right. It yeah. doesn't cost you anything, and you just email stockcq at calcuquote.com, and you get started. Then we get going. Excellent. Well, again, thank you for your time, Chin Tan. Uh, thank you for this new, exciting uh, platform for the industry. I think this will be, this will be excellent. So. Uh, Good. Well, listen, we'll check in with you later in the year, and I know it's almost weekend time, so enjoy what weekend is ahead of you after your trip to Germany. So, Thank you very much. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.